Jellicle is just another word for horny furry. This is Spoilers. So many times was I wondering, are these cats going to bang or not? I thought we were done with the furry talk on this podcast, (laughs) but yet here we are. (laughs) A little darkness. (laughs) Well, everybody, welcome to Spoilers. I'm your host, Pappy, and this is a very special uh, Spoilers episode of a new movie cats one of our most anticipated of 2019 uh we have a pretty full boat for a new movie so i'm excited to get to our our co-host let's say who you are where you're recording from and your favorite musical either from the stage or from the screen or however you want to interpret that question let's start off with uh stevie one of our longest times hosts stevie how's it going Doing pretty good. Still kind of uh, getting over a cough. So if I cough, don't be annoyed. Hopefully, Pappy, you edit that out. <coughs> but um, <laughs> let's see. Favorite musical purely that was on screen. Man. Uh, this is going to sound real corny, but you know I love La La Land, right? Oh, yeah. You said Ooh, it was a classic. A well, as soon as you saw oh, it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I said that is the musical. That's probably my favorite on-screen musical of all time. Um, or let's see for theater purposes on the stage I wasn't able to see like official Broadway in New York I always get hammy down in Chicago nothing against those people but uh, the Book of Mormon is my all-time favorite musical like purely for Broadway nice so you haven't you haven't had a ch- you saw it or you haven't had a chance to see it in Chicago okay that's awesome yep uh well I know Stevie's a big musical guy like myself it sounds like a, uh, our newest Jellicle member of Spores might not be as big in the musicals <laughs> Corey uh, why don't you give us some details well uh, my name's Corey I'm recording out of Simi Valley California I've never been to like a a Broadway show and seen like a legitimate musical but I do love Rent. And all I have to go off on Rent is the uh, Christopher Columbus uh, screen adaptation with the original cast. Well, mostly the original cast. So my answer is Rent. Decent. Never seen Rent, actually. Renee, have you seen Rent? I have not seen Rent on stage nor on film. Okay, why don't you tell us where you're recording from and what is your favorite musical? Then I have recently moved a little further north of Seattle, and thankfully Seattle has two prominent stages, and I have seen quite a bit of film there. My favorite still to this day is Les Mis, both in film and on stage, but Phantom of the Opera on stage still is my favorite not the film, because the film is trash. Gerard Butler's amazing. No. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hooper, who also directed Cats, did Les Mis, right? Yeah, we don't talk about Les Mis, though. No, okay. We really don't. <laughs> I thought um, we were, last but okay. Night, last night, to ring in the new year, I did watch Chicago, which is uh, Best Picture winner, and it has won so many awards. It was glorious last night. You know, I actually, I've only seen the movie version of Chicago. I'm not as well-versed in the theater as I wish uh, that I was. And I I was trying to do some research on Cats because, like, uh, this is Pappy, by the way, recording from Louisville, Colorado. And my favorite's definitely Fiddler Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, I saw it a bunch when I was a kid, but I never saw Cats. So when I saw this movie, I was going in totally fresh. I was a little confused. Uh, Renee, did you know anything about Cats? going into this this movie? I had not seen it live, but I was very familiar with um, some of the poems that the songs are based out of and some of the understanding 
of the zero plot going in. So I was excited with some of the, just the wildness that I was prepared to undergo. It's a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical and they're T.S. Eliot <laughs> poems, right? Correct. Yeah. A loose adaptation. Stevie, did what did you know about cats going in? Did you you had a basic understanding of the, the story? Well story. Story, quote unquote. Because <laughs> like growing mm-hmm. up, do you guys remember like those one eight hundred commercials where you could buy like your favorite CDs of yesteryear? <laughs> or like Oh yeah. You know, it was like the member berries before member berries. Yeah. Well they had one for cats. And my babysitter bought that VHS for Cats the Musical. And that, that's how I first experienced like watching Cats. And I'm sure as an eight-year-old, I was pretty lost. But I do remember it being like very like anthology. It was like six or seven different stories. And there really wasn't like a super connected plot outside of these cats trying to get to heaven. Was that version as sexual as this one? Because I I joked about it in the opening spoiler, but like I literally saw the word horny thrown around multiple times for like describing this movie. I was like, how is the movie horny? And then I saw cats. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't describe like the musical as horny. Like the choreography is definitely like a million years ahead of what the movie was. And same with kind of like the atmosphere and aesthetic of like the film so i i just think they're two different things it's really hard for me to compare them Corey, you're you're in the same boat as as me it sounds like coming in fresh to cats could you just now even like getting into details at all but could you just kind of set the stage in like the super high level story like we said quote unquote what is cats about in your opinion well, I believe it's about a abandoned cat named Victoria, who's kind of left on the street, and all these um, wild street cats are kind of showing her the ropes of what their life is about, and kind of what they do, and just what they're about in general, I guess, is kind of an overview. I mean, there's not a, a very strict plot going on here, so that's pretty much it as far as a high level. They're showing her the ropes, and then there's also, Renee, like an element of reincarnation that's involved, too. Do you? <laughs> Correct. Do you track it is very much. There? They're in celebration of the Jellicle Moon and the Jellicle Ball, and it's very, very much a celebration <laughs> of death. And they all want to. Cats obviously have nine lives, and so they are. St- you know, wanting to earn their way and sing their song so they can say, pick me, pick me to die. And be, I want to die today. And you take a hot air balloon to space. <laughs> you take the hot air balloon to cat heaven, obviously. What do they call it? It's the heavy side lair? Yes. The heavy side <laughs> lair. That's why, okay, that's one of the things about like this movie that's a total mind fuck is like, they just are like introducing plot elements of the world and things are happening and they're not like apologetic for what's happening because like I kind of want to like go through a couple of like the songs like hit some of the highlights and Stevie from the Jump Street they're just starting to yell Jellicle 
at you. They're just screaming <laughs> Jellicle over and over again. What did you think of like Figure the opening kind of the opening kind of songs, the overture, and, but the Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats uh, right at the beginning? If people Abandon. had no history of cats like at all, this would be a hard movie to settle into. <laughs> like it's just very odd. I mean, like there's really not a whole lot of like settling into it. It's like you just jump right <laughs> Jellicle, into Jellicle, it. Jellicle, 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 and well, Jellicle's from like 1933, so it's an old term that's not used anymore. It's like a combination of jolly and little. I think it's supposed to be. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Thought it was jelly and magic, magical. <laughs> <laughs> jelly and magical. No. Um. But yeah, it's just really odd i don't think the movie really settled in probably until we get to run tom tiger played by jason derulo who mm-hmm. i was so upset didn't announce his name when we were like introduced to him as a cat but yeah and i thought it was kind of a smart play instead of like doing anthology stories to kind of see the world of cats through like a virgin cat of victoria so i thought that was like one of the smartest things this film did but <laughs> Yeah, this is a hard movie to settle into, Pap. <laughs> Did you say a virgin cat? Yeah, I'd say a virgin to the world of jellical cats. <laughs> yeah. Victoria and... is a young cat. She's fresh off the streets of London. For Foggy the first London time. town. <laughs> well, yeah, Corey, like you said, in this next part, Victoria's dumped, and we get to introduce to all these other cats, and we get to see kind of their way of life. And I find it, I find it interesting, Toby Hooper had this quote where he said people seem to be missing the political undertones in my film cats and i'm like i don't know exactly what you're going for (laughs) i I don't know if any of these cats have it we get uh the old gumpy cat rebel wilson rumtum tiger jason derulo uh the cat about town uh james corden is that his name right yeah his name was um bustifer Yeah, did any of those stand out to you, Corey? Any of those cats? Those ones, no. The one that stood out to me was um, Idris Elba, who's like a cat wizard. <laughs> he dresses in like a overcoat Look and a hat. He kind of looks like Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He dresses like that. Where did they come up with this stuff? I preferred when he did not have his coat on. You could just see his um, muscles. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Sam, I wish you'd have kept his coat on the entire time. Uh, I, look, man, I, I had one thought watching this. Imagine watching this movie on mushrooms. It would have been a fucking trip. <laughs> like the guy next to me when I was sitting in Seattle. Oh, he was, was laughing and he was loving it. That's awesome, man. He did this thing right. See, I went in stone cold sober, 1030 at night. I was the only one in my theater. No. Oh, it's a very interesting experience to be alone in that theater with this movie going on so late. My second watch, I had a beer before I went in. I, uh, I watched it the first time right after uh, Rise of the Skywalker, and so that was an interesting double feature. <laughs> then I watched it again. Uh, I torrented it because I wasn't going to pay, and it was some like shitty hypercam oh, no. video of someone illegal doing it. And uh, when... Uh, when uh, Judy Dench goes, I will never name you the Jellicle Cat uh, to Idris Elba. One of the people in the theater goes, oh, right after that. <laughs> it was the hardest I've laughed in a movie in so long. I was like crying. I played it like three times in a row. So you saw but, it with the original special effects before they changed it, right? I saw opening night with the original special effects, and I saw it again a second time with the adjustments. Okay. Did you notice a difference, Renee? Was it no. noticeable? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's how so subtle different. it was. I just enjoyed it all the same. I mean, maybe a little bit like in their hands, but like not noticeably, or maybe a little bit in the mouths, but not not significant enough. Sometimes the hands was like a blend of like the fur going into the hand and then it being a human hand, and sometimes it was just regular old human hands. <laughs> like Jennifer Hudson and those nails. <laughs> that was, a big deal was made of Jaggy or not uh, Judy Dench's uh, wedding ring showing up too. I guess it's just like her regular, her regular hands. But but Stevie, speaking of old English actors, we've been oh doing the God. Lord of the Rings movies. There's another cat, Ian McKellen, Gus the theater cat. Gus the what, theater cat. I can never look at him, him the same anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope him that- lapping up that milk. I hope this was improvised, but when they go into kind of that concert hall for the first time, like they're all kind of shuffling in to, to play for old Deuteronomy, Ian McKellen looks up to this guy and goes, meow, meow, meow. And I <laughs> laughed so hard in my theater. And I felt kind of like an ass because no one else was laughing with me. But oh, I was gut laughing. It oh, was man. one of those gut busting laughs. And that, that, that part sold the movie for me, but it was just so weird to look at Sir Ian McKellen, who's been, I mean, he's been Gandalf my entire life, and to see him go... He's a respectable. Oh, he's a thespian. And to see him go to this movie was just awesome. I know, like you said, Sir Ian McKellen, right? This guy <laughs> is respectable, and he's toxing in with his <laughs> damn fingerless gloves. <laughs> what? Corey, were you frustrated through most of the movie? What were you feeling when you were watching this? Because I, I was feeling, I would say a combination of like wonder and like bewilderment would be my <laughs> predominant emotions, which is a good thing. I mean, there, were, there was a, a bit of that. There were shades of that for me, but I, I was really not enjoying it. It was <laughs> <laughs> seldom do I go to a movie and just have like a completely unenjoyable experience, just sitting there, just groaning. And I could audibly because there was no one else there to, you know, upset. But yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, I did. I did like because we're like in the talent show portion now. There was a, a cat called uh, Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. <laughs> it was like that a was tap- my favorite I scene. Oh that my one. god! It was like a, a tap dancing cat, right, Renee? Yes, his and- legs were not CGI. Those were his legs. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I love just watching him like tap dance and he is from the royal ballet and that man can dance mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what what it's... occurred to me during that scene is that i had a realization like i think tap dancing might be the most obnoxious thing in the world <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh it was beautiful <laughs> why don't you like tap dancing i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> renee i'm with you i loved that song and that scene I thought when they like shuffled out on the railway to like over like kind of like the London moon in the sky and they pulled back and you see kind of like all their shadows, I thought that was awesome. It was pretty well like CGI'd, but you could tell, but they were literally doing the dancing. There was, I think, a song right before it where there was the massive ballet. Yeah. And the tra- the travesty was is that they had mocap over Victoria's um, ballet slippers and you could hear her toast um, shoes hitting the floor over the music I was gonna bring and that you, up you couldn't even you couldn't even see it and I was like no she's doing toe work I want to see the toe work and it's like no she has like fake toes this is bad 
But with the tap dance scene, you could actually see um, the flaps and the taps and um, all the actual tap work, which was made up for a little bit. So those were his actual legs moving like that? They were. That's impressive. I Googled it. And then um, you could see the red pants, the shoes. I think suspenders were real. And then the rest of him was the mocap cat suit. I'm trying to look. Victoria was played by Francesca Hayward. Yeah. So this Correct. was her. She's and the that, principal ballerina and it, for yeah, the same I, royal ballet company. I think on the introduction credits it said introducing her, which is not usually something you see in the movie. I love when they do that, though. Um, I think it's her first film. And both of them were still doing ballet training for a ballet they were both in. So they were learning their principal ballet routines in the middle of rehearsals for the film. Wow. So she's an up-and-coming star. Corey, uh, I'm curious of established star Taylor Swift. What did you think <laughs> of her in this movie? Uh, Bomb Ballerina, I think is how you pronounce the cats. All the cats have very catchy names. She's supposed movie. to be the flirty cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're You're all flirty cats, energy. I think. Uh, every yeah, one of them. They're all genital cats. But, uh, I don't know, Taylor Swift, I thought she was going to have a larger role. The trailers I saw, they seemed to like market her in the foreground as like I thought she was the, the star but I think they were trying to sell it to the, her fans yeah, yeah you're probably right about that I don't know man I, I didn't have a whole lot of feelings about her other than like the furries are going to come out in full force <laughs> over her <laughs> I watched uh, the Disney Robin Hood uh, over break I'm like this is the birth of so many furries and then watching this movie again I'm like this is going to be the birth of so many furries <laughs> who are watching this for the first time uh, I, I mean, kind of yeah, wondered if but... people at Comic Con would dress up like her like I was studying her outfit I'm like yeah, yeah no <laughs> yeah, they probably will I think they have conventions more catered toward this kind of audience though and you'll probably see more of that there <laughs> I do attend Comic-Con, and you never look under the head of a furry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Pro tip. That's, that's good Pro to know. Tip. <laughs> I love that. Um, Stevie, there's one big highlight song, and you talked about those commercials that ran in the 90s. I think it was like the 1998 uh, stage production of this. Yeah. That was the video. But they marketed the hell out of the song. Memory? Memory. Yeah, it's been covered a lot. What would you think of uh, Jennifer Hudson's performance? Because I don't... I don't even know. Not only what the fuck. is that song covered a lot, but when somebody applies for a musical in any stage production, they sing this song as their audition song. <laughs> it is the number one audition song of any person. It's such a, is, like a bring the house down song, though. It is because it shows range, it yes. shows vulnerability, but it is covered. Speaking of somebody who did costume department in high school, drama department. But what's happening with Grizabella, Stevie? I don't even really. <laughs> What's her? We haven't talked about her. So Grizzabella used to be like the glamour cat. And from what I remember, she used to be like the hot shit that would treat people like absolute like shit. And now she's kind of like a dying cat on the streets. And she's kind of sent to the outskirts of town, actually. Yeah. Exiled. And... Happy brought up, I think it was the 1998 VHS, I think you're right, or that production. I forget, I think her name was Ellen Page or something Page. But that look it up on YouTube. That woman still has the best version of memory there will ever be in history. But I did think Jennifer Hudson killed this song because she has an incredible voice. So, I mean, 
I thought it was a highlight. I mean, I thought it was a big highlight of this movie, at least, was her rendition of it. And I her did like. The scene was different, too. Yeah, and I did like how they kind of teased it. Like, when Victoria first kind of went to, like, approach her that first time. So, definite huge thumbs up with that song. Yeah, you were right. Ellen Page was the original Grizabella, 4 foot 11, uh, with big pipes. Corey, oh, my did you God. Not, her, her pipes are that of an angel, dude. Just did you not it. feel anything during memory, Corey? Did it not almost bring you to tears of the, the downtrodden Grizabella <laughs> lamenting, the lamenting her days in the sun like so no, many cats. I wasn't aside. buying that shit. Actresses <laughs> I cried during Beautiful Ghosts, which was written by um, Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was the original song that was written specifically for Victoria, because Victoria had no songs. Really? Wait, so it was written yeah. for this movie? It was. It is an original song yeah, for, for this, Lloyd specifically Webber. for this movie. I cried during my second year. <laughs> it was written for your consideration to try and get them in another category at the Oscars. <laughs> but, well, it Pappy, was written to always make Oscars cry, on the guys. brain. Well, I mean, this was... Okay, it's because they, they had nothing original. And so this was specifically, I think, for that purpose. Okay, I want to I talk about that, Corp, but real quick, the ending, uh, Judy Dench gets kidnapped by Idris Elba, <laughs> then Mr. Mascopheles believes in himself, and she comes back, and then Grizabella is sacrificed ritually, and the Jellicle cats rejoice. So, so wait, I thought he was just like a street magician, like like a, you know, a David Blaine type, but he can he can actually do magic here. He's but, literally because his Because everybody believed in him. Yeah, that was his arc. Because even himself felt kind of like a scam artist. And then it took everybody's belief for him to be an actual magician. Okay, you know, he had like an arc, unlike, unlike uh, all the characters on the sequel trilogy, Corey. These characters <laughs> made the change and showed growth and development. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Corey, okay, you mentioned uh, a couple of the things kind of like surround surrounding this movie. the The Oscar stuff and the fact that they sort of did an unprecedented move and changed the CGI and the the updated CGI is going to be what's considered or submitted for their consideration at the Oscars for the like visual effects awards but one thing i found interesting is that the characters were redesigned after that first trailer came out like very similar to how the Sonic character is is being redesigned for for that upcoming movie Corey, Steve and i've been talking about this a little bit off air but how do you feel about Reddit kind of, or like crowd reactions, moreover, sort of dic- dictating the course of movies or making changes to movies. Well, um, I don't have very strong feelings about it. I, I didn't know that that was the case for cats here. I, I know mm-hmm. about the Sonic thing, and honestly, I think it was the right move with Sonic because it looked horrible. I mean, the movie I think <laughs> still looks like shit, but at least Sonic looks like Sonic now, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not totally against it. But I mean, at the same time, like, what if you're gonna hate the movie either way? You know what I mean? Like, I'd almost rather have it look weirder than <laughs> in this case. Like, was it salvaged in any way? Like, do you think? Because you saw the original, you saw the newer CGI, right? I think so. I, I read that it was gonna be released with updated CGI on a certain day, and I think that's the night I saw it. So I just saw the corrected version, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's got to be expensive to do, and this movie stands to lose $100 million. Stevie, why? I mean, it sounds like we both kind of actually 
unironically liked it. And I think Renee's in the same boat. What, why do you think this movie didn't hit? Because like so many musicals have just been printing money. Like you love the greatest showman. This is the greatest show. I love the greatest show. I love the greatest showman. I hated that movie. That album is a banger though. It is. Why did that, why did that land? And this totally missed. So I talk to you about this every year. I mean, every quarter of a year, Reddit and Twitter and social media wants to find one movie to bury every year. I mean, like every four months, every three months. It's like they want to find one movie to really just bury. They have to literally bury a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like going into this, I thought this was going to mean, just based off reviews, this is going to be the worst movie of all time. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, I think a lot of it was people latching on to what other people said and then not seeing the movie and then saying those things. Which, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that social media and, like, Reddit do have a lot to deal with, like, if someone's going to go see a movie or not, unfortunately. And uh, I just think when this when that trailer got released, it got buried and people wanted to see it fail. I mean, the movie, if you see the trailer, you know what you're in for, I think, right? So mm-hmm. you see this trailer, it's this weird, like, uh, unreal, like, nightmare fuel shit, like... <laughs> But if you've seen Cats the musical, I mean, it's right on par with it. It is. There's a woman next to me who was a big fan of the stage production, so she knew what she was going in for. I knew what I was going in for. The person next to me, he's like, what the hell did you bring me to? The mushrooms guy? (laughs) No, it was a friend of mine. And I was like, there's no plot. Just embrace the weird. Exactly. And people were going in expecting a plot. And two people next to the Mushrooms guy, they literally walked out before. No. No. Yeah. They walked out halfway through before, like, the epic ballet dance part. That's when the movie takes off. Right? I'll say this. Even a movie like this that I don't like, I don't think you should ever walk out of a movie. I have never walked out of any movie. Mm -mm. No, I don't think I have either. It's a pretty... Extreme move. I'm looking now. It's a uh, 19% on the tomato meter, but with a 54% audience score, so it's above half. That's a good. It's a yeah. good showing. Rise of Skywalker of status. Yeah, <laughs> exact same uh, tomato meter score as Rise of the Skywalker. But that's that's all that I had for cats. I'm glad that we got around to doing it. But did you guys have anything else that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to bring up? <laughs> I saw this twice. I saw Rise of Skywalker once. That's what's important. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I thought this movie could have been done in a very different light. I thought the motion capture cats was a big mistake. Maybe it's just because like I'm a huge fan of the original musical. I thought they could have done like actual like cat suits. I thought hair and makeup and costumes would have benefited. I think it would have taken it a long way. Well, if IMDb trivia is to be believed, this was originally going to be an animated movie. But uh, when Tom Hooper got on board, he had other plans. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about some of the lines I heard, uh, which I wrote down because they were so uh, legendary. So we got brilliant script writing like, look what the cat dragged in. Perfect. And cat's got your tongue. And don't, don't forget, don't mess with the crazy cat lady. <laughs> so there we have it Ian McKellen uh, d- during his song he goes and I had seven cat calls <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think one of my favorite um, crew is Cat Movement Specialist. <laughs> cat awesome. Movement Specialist. Cat Movement Specialist. Like, I love looking for that specific role. I was like, oh, this is great. Two of the top five longest running Broadway shows of all time are about cats. You got Phantom of the Opera 1, Chicago 2, Lion King 3, and Cats four so this is the fourth longest running show at all time i don't it's so weird because i don't know why this story would resonate so deeply <laughs> with so many people I, mean, just, I like the songs but i don't i don't know i thought this was the longest running stage show in broadway history i think it was lion king came i think lion king chicago and phantom of the opera all came later and are those three are all still on mm. broadway or still okay. going on I think the yeah. off-Broadway renditions of Lion King, Phantom, I think those continue on, and this one may not be traveling as much as the others. Mm-hmm. Well, what's not going to continue on forever, unfortunately, is this podcast. We can't talk about cats for two hours like we did Meow. Star Wars as much <laughs> as I'd like to, but Renee, uh, correspondent of all kinds, Disney and cats, why don't you give us your yes or no? Oh, I give this two paws up. Yes. Any, any other final thoughts? Or just the you? Cross paws. Cross paws. <laughs> Stevie, what about you? Uh, this is a very solid yes. I think, like I said, this is a very hard movie to settle into. Um, I love that um, Cat's Ballet scene. Uh, loved. I mean, there's a lot to love about this movie. And a lot, I guess, if you hadn't know what you're getting in for to hate. Uh, but I thought it was a very cool movie. I don't understand what all the hate is about. I even told you after I got out, I unironically like this movie a lot. So, <laughs> solid. Once I agree with Stevie. Solid, <laughs> solid, yes. I don't I don't get the hate. Yeah, we're going to be in the minority here. I'm also going to be a, a yes. And like I said, I saw this right after Rise of the Skywalker. And like when I watched Rise of the Skywalker it felt like a Star Wars movie that I had seen at least three times before (laughs) and when I watched Cats even though it's not like you know it's not an original out of nowhere screenplay it's based on a very very famous IP I've never seen anything fucking like Cats I've never seen anything like this and there was just like like I said just like bewildered and my eyes are full of wonder and I kept like shifting around in my chair like un not even like processing what I was saying, like Rebel Wilson eating the cockroaches like, <laughs> as they were doing the dance for. It's just like, <laughs> it's very creative. I don't, I don't love as like a technical musical. There are a couple shots that we talked about that, that I think are, are, are more kind of long form. We get to see the dancers dance, but a lot of this movie is cut to hell. Uh, as far as the dancing goes, I would have liked to see kind of bigger, wider, you know, better production more scale shots but as it is like i said it was a weird wild ride so a solid yes for me but last but not least <laughs> kylo ren from simi valley what do you what do you give cats this is one of the most outrageous spectacles i have ever witnessed if i had a time machine i would like go back to the 1930s and just show them this movie and be like <laughs> This is the future. <laughs> this is the future of culture. <laughs> this is going to be a no for me. Uh, uh, the, the visuals uh, of this movie, they like never stopped feeling off-putting to me. And I was not into the music. 
Um, I mean, this is just one of the most insane adaptations I've ever seen of anything. <laughs> up, this is like up there with The Wiz, which was mentioned earlier. So, no dog, not into it. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I Give me some appreciation for um, the musical Rats from Hey Arnold. I'll say that. <laughs> We're rats, we're rats, we're furry and forlorn. We live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. We laugh, we cry, we sing in harmony. I love her, but I love him. And darn it, he loves me. Yeah, I watched a lot of Hey Arnold, and I couldn't help but think of uh, Helga and her dad, Big Bob, just mocking it relentlessly in their third row center seats. But that was, that was Cats. That was a crazy episode start off 2020 uh on thank you everyone for listening uh coming up soon we have turner and hooch and our lord of the rings uh fellowship of the ring uh six-part special so look out for that thank you for listening and take it away spoiler man spoiler man here our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com twitter is at spoilers underscore pod Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, Click on our Orange Spoilers Bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Mystical cats, political cats, 
Clerical, critical cats. That was spoilers.